Well, hey friends, thanks for joining us yet again today as we continue in our series, Endgame. And just to catch you up in this series, we've been saying that, you know, kind of like in chess, if you play the entire game with the end game in mind, right, that's how you be a good chess player. Life is like that. If you really want to be good at life, you live your entire life with the end game in mind. And we said that all of us are on a path to a very specific in-game destination, right? We're either headed towards where I want to be or I'm heading away from where I want to be, right? And so we introduced this big idea and this concept, and we're continuing it as we go through the series here, that your direction, not your intention, determines your destination. Direction, not your intention, determines destination. And then last week, we looked at this verse. It's Proverbs 27, 12, that says, The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. And from that verse, I gave you a simple prayer that you can begin to pray that basically says, Hey, God, uh, I'm on the wrong path, and uh, when I'm there, I want to be able to recognize it early, and I want you to give me the courage to change course. And if you missed that message, I highly encourage you, you can just go back uh, to our YouTube channel, go to our website, and you can watch that message. Now, as we've been saying, the problem we all face is the decisions that we make today have consequences for tomorrow. But we don't always know the full impact of our decisions until we get to some point in the future. So, for example, the decisions that you make in your 20s can have a big impact on your 30s or 40s or 50s. The financial decisions that you make early in your marriage can affect your financial life for years to come. And the way that you raise your children early on can have a lasting impact on their lives. The problem is we don't often know the consequences of our decisions until it's too late to change them. Now, sometimes we make the right decision, and sometimes we make the wrong one. But either way, we can't go back into the past and change the past. All of us have wanted to do that. Now, this is why it's important to choose our past carefully, whether it's financially, relationally, who you date, uh, how you entertain yourself, what you do at work, many, many, many other things. It's critical to make the right decisions about your path and your direction up Front. And it's tempting to think that if we just had all the information that we need, that we would make perfect decisions, right? We would do it correctly the first time, right? Now, some of you know that I'm an engineer by education, and because of that, I love data. I love large amounts of information. So imagine that somebody could build a database that contains every decision that's ever been made, every dating decision, every financial decision, every relationship decision, every parenting decision, professional decision, academic decision, every decision along with the outcome of every one of those decisions. 
Now, if we had access to this database, we could theoretically make perfect decisions by simply choosing the option that has the best outcome. However, even if such a database existed, here's what I know. We would not necessarily use it to make better decisions. After all, we all know people who are very intelligent, who still make very stupid decisions. This is the problem. It's not from a lack of information. It's a problem of execution. We've all had the experience of making a decision that we later regretted. And most of the time, it was not because we did not have information. Most of the time, if we're honest, we had the information, but we chose to ignore the information. For example, you go to a doctor. He says, okay, here's what you need to do. And you say, yes, but then you ultimately ignore it. Or we all know that eating healthy or exercising regularly are important for our health, but many of us, we still ignore this information. We may know that we need to save money, but we still make impulse purchases or spend more than we can afford. We may even know that we need to communicate better with our partner or with our spouse, but we still avoid difficult conversations or we let problems Fester. We may know that we need to develop our skills or take on new challenges in order to advance our careers. But still, even then, we don't take risks and we never step outside of our comfort zone. So here's what I know. Even if we had access to the little database with every decision ever made, we would still need to be willing to take action based on that information in order to achieve the desired outcome. In other words, information is not enough. We also need the discipline and the courage to follow through on our decisions. Now, today, what we're going to do is we're going to look at a passage of Scripture that wrestles with this tension, right? And the thing that makes this passage so relevant is the person who wrote it. It's written by a guy named Solomon. And what you need to know about Solomon is that he was loaded with wisdom. And by the time he writes this, he had made so many wise decisions that the whole region, everybody in the area, his leadership was legendary to them. And the reason that that is so relevant, because if there was a world and anyone who's ever lived in this world that could have made decisions based on their own intuition, their own wisdom, discernment, and judgment, it would have been Solomon. Okay, He could have done that. But when Solomon addresses this question of How do we know what to do? How do we choose the right path to take? He didn't say, well, look, I'm just going to draw on my vast wisdom and experience, and I'll tell you how I do it. No. When Solomon answers this question, he says something that kind of would take us by surprise with someone as smart and as wise as him. And in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, he gives us an answer to knowing what path to choose. So we're going to look at this together, beginning with verse 5. So Proverbs chapter 3 Verse 5 starts and says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Solomon says, hey, you want to determine the right path to be on? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This means to lean hard on God in every area of your life, not just the spiritual realm. It means to trust God for guidance, wisdom, strength, even when you don't have answers. I got a friend who's living this out right now in his business. The person that he leaned on since the beginning of the business is gone, and now he's completely trusting God with every single decision. You see, it's easy to say that we trust God, 
but it's harder to do it consistently. We often want to rely on our own knowledge, our own understanding, or on the advice given to us from others. But the Bible teaches us that the only way to truly find peace and fulfillment is to trust God completely. Now, this doesn't mean that we won't ever make mistakes, but it does mean that we can trust God to work things out for our good, even when we don't understand why. So, trust in the Lord with all your heart and, flip side, lean not on your own understanding. Solomon knows that we tend to make decisions based on our own experiences, based on our own understanding of the world. We often say things like, well, this is the way that I see it, or the way that I've always done it, or I've had to, that kind of thing come up one time, and here's what I did. All right, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Our experiences can teach us a lot and help us make better decisions. However, Solomon warns us against leaning too heavily on our own understanding. He says that even with all of our wisdom and all of our knowledge, we should not make the mistake of thinking we can always figure things out on our own. Instead, he says, we should be open to the possibility that there's more to learn. We should be willing to listen to what God has to say on the matter and consider his perspectives. Solomon is saying that we should never base our decisions solely on our own understanding. Instead, we should lean on God for guidance and wisdom. Now, I get it. It can be difficult to let go of our own understanding and trust in someone else, even God. But it's important to remember that God knows more than we do. Right? He has a much broader perspective and a much deeper understanding of the world. And when we lean on God for guidance, we're not giving up control. We are simply acknowledging that we need help. And we ask for God's help. He's always willing to give it. Right? So learning to lean on God is a lifelong journey because every single day of our life, we are tempted to trust in our own understanding of relationships, our own understanding of money, our own understanding of career, parenting, everything else. And the wisest man in the world says, look, if you want to end up on the right path, if you want to have direction from God, you begin by trusting in the Lord with all of your heart. Right? That means you trust God, even with the parts you don't understand. That means you say, God, I'm going to trust you with my finances, even though I don't know what you say completely about finances. God, I, I'm going to trust you with my marriage, even though I don't understand everything you say about marriage. I'm not going to wait until I have three bad options before I come to you for advice. So God, I'm letting you know up front that I'm trusting you with all of my heart, and I'm not going to lean on my own understanding even before we get to those forks in the road, God, I'm going to trust you. And then he says this in verse 6. So trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways, submit to him. This means that we should live our lives in a way that submits to God in every aspect of our life. Uh, we should submit to God in our relationships. God, you are the Lord of my relationships. We should submit to God in our finances. Lord, you are the Lord over my money. You are the Lord over my marriage. You are the Lord over my career. You're the Lord over my education. You are the Lord over my weekend. I'm going to submit to you in every single component of my life. And then here is the promise, right? In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your paths straight. As a result, 
He will make your path straight. At the end of the process, he will make your path straight. And that little phrase, he will make your path straight, if uh, like in our modern vernacular terminology, what it means is you will know which path to take. Right? You will know which path to take. And in that verse is a very important truth that's easy to run past. And here it is. Submission always precedes direction. Submission precedes direction. As a pastor, I often see people who have made decisions that have led them to a difficult situation. Uh, they may have ended up in a messy marriage, uh, financial trouble, or other problems. And they often say to me, I don't know what to do. I wish I could go back in time and make different choices. I hear that all of the time. But the truth is, and we all know, we can't go back in time. But it is clear looking back exactly what it is you should have done. Solomon is saying, there's a God who knows the future and his desire is to lead you away from those terrible decisions, right? Where the eggs are so scrambled that you can't unscramble them and then you've got to start over. And the problem is not with needing more information. Just pointed that out. We've already established that we have done stupid things knowing that they were stupid things. So the problem is not getting more information, right? We don't need more clarity. We don't simply need more insight and more wisdom. What we need is absolute submission to God on the front end, right? We need to begin every day with the decision to submit to God in all of my ways. Before the information, before I even know what the options are, God, I am surrendering to you. And your heavenly Father says, I want to make your path clear. I want to clear the way. I want to help you know which path to choose. But it doesn't begin with asking for direction. It doesn't begin with asking for information. It begins with absolute, total submission. Information is not enough. Wisdom is not enough. Insight and experience is not enough. You don't need more information. You need a heavenly father. You don't need more common sense. You need a savior. It's easy to think all we need is more information. It's easy to think. All we need is more insight or to think that wisdom, I need more counsel. But what we all need, me included, you need is God. You need an attitude of dependence. You need to submit to him in every single one of your ways. And when we do, God says, I will make the path clear. I will make it evident what I want you to do. So here's my question. And I want you to wrestle with this question before we come back together next week and wrap this up. And here's the question. Has there ever been a time in your life when you submitted to God in all your ways? Has there ever been a time? Now, if you're a Christian, let me kind of spell this one out for you. I know that you have submitted to God with your salvation, okay? You've done that. But there is nothing you can do about your own salvation. That really is out of your control. That's not what I want you to wrestle with. What I want you to think about is something like this. Is there an area where you're pretty smart? Is there an area where you have a lot of wisdom? Is there a place where someone might say that you are a professional or you are an expert? Maybe you're really skilled in your job or you've done well with your finances or maybe it's in the area of parenting or maybe you did well in school and you went on and you got a PhD or maybe you are a coach or something like that. Is there an area where you have said, God, I know I've got 20 years of experience in this area, but I need you as if I have no experience. God, God, people come to me for advice in this arena, but I'm gonna be dependent on you as if I knew nothing 
about it. Has there ever been a time in your life where you've done that? Where you just acknowledged and submitted that when I begin to trust in my own judgment, when I refuse to submit to God, eventually my pride, my arrogance, and my self-centeredness overrides the wisdom and experience that God has given me. All right? And because of that, I make stupid decisions that I later regret. So has there ever been a time in your life when you submitted to God in all your ways? Because this is where the relationship with God gets really, really practical. Right? This is beyond Sunday. This is beyond church. This is where Christianity gets real. This is when you go to bed at night so excited because you did something God asked you to do and you can't wait to see what he does because it's totally out of your control. And God will look at you and say, I love that because you're going to experience me in a way that you've never experienced me because now you're leaning totally on me. Have you ever done that? Have you ever submitted to him in your marriage? Have you ever submitted to him in your finances? Have you ever submitted to him completely in your professional world? If you're a college student, have you ever completely submitted to God your future? So that's the question. And then here's my follow-up question for the really, really brave. And I dare you to ask this question before we come back next week. And this one's a tough one because it's a defining moment question if you'll wrestle it to the ground. Why am I so afraid to submit to God in the areas where I think I have control? Why am I so afraid to submit to God in these areas where I think I have control? Why do I only submit to him in areas where I have no control? Why am I so afraid? Just say, God, I'm going to submit to you in all my ways. Discovering the answer to that question might lead you to decide, like millions and millions of Christians through the ages, being smart is not enough. Knowledge isn't enough. We need God. We personally need God. We personally need a relationship with God. And that happens not by asking for direction. It happens by surrendering. Because surrendering always precedes direction. Would you try to figure that out? Right? I'm not even asking you to make a decision. I'm not asking you to do anything. Would you at least spend some time wrestling that to the ground? Why is it so hard for me? Why am I so afraid. And maybe for some of you, by next week, you'll have that moment in your life where you say, God, I want to submit to you in every single area of my life. And God, I don't know what that means or what it looks like, but I surrender because I want you to make my path straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways. Submit to him and he, for you personally, will make your path clear. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we come to you today seeking your guidance, seeking your wisdom. We know that you know the future and that you have our best interests at heart. God, I'm asking that you would help every one of us submit to you in all of our ways, that you would then make our past clear. We know that we cannot go back in time and, and make different choices, but we can learn from our mistakes make better choices in the future. Help us to trust you and submit to your will so that we can live our lives in a way that is pleasing to you. We pray for wisdom and the strength to make right choices. We pray for patience and understanding as we wait for you to give us clarity. God, I know that you love us and that you want what is best for us. God, I pray that we'd all trust you that you would lead us in the right direction.
pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, friends, uh, again, uh, thanks for joining us today. And if you think today's message might be valuable to somebody, uh, would you mind sharing this video? Uh, not only could it be helpful for them, by, but by sharing this content and liking, subscribing to this channel, you help us accomplish our mission to raise the reputation of Jesus. And along those lines, I ask you every single week, because this is vital for us and for you, could you head over to our website, nextlevelchurch.org, Click the Give button and choose one of the options for giving there. Your faithful support is what helps us raise the reputation of Jesus where we live, work, and play. Now, by way of benediction, let me read James 1, verse 5 again. We've read it uh, every single week of this series, and it says, If you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and He will give it to you. May the Lord guide your heart. May he guide your mind in every decision, in every challenge. May you trust in his promise. May you submit to him, and may he generally impart wisdom to you as you ask. May you have the strength to then follow that wisdom. Hey, guys, have a blessed week. We'll see you back next week, hopefully in person, as we wrap up this series called Endgame.